But first, our top story takes us to the real roads as the STB has put out a possible rulemaking on reciprocal switching after considering the idea for more than a decade. Joanna Marsh is here to tell us all about it. Joanna, thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Great to have you as always, Joanna. And finally, we've got at least some amount of progress coming out of the STB. Let's talk about this notice of proposed rulemaking and what they have finally come down on. Sure. So the Surface Transportation Board yesterday um, issued a notice of proposed rulemaking on reciprocal switching. Now, reciprocal switching is, let's see if I can explain it. <laughs> reciprocal switching is when one shipper is on one class one railroad, but it wants access to the network of another class one railroad um, with the idea that, you know, those, those shipments from that customer um, would go, you know, from one, would be transferred from one class one railroad to the other class one railroad at an interchange and complete, you know, its, its, its journey um, through the other class one railroad. Um, so that's what reciprocal switching is. It's actually, um, it's actually been uh, a practice in Canada for uh, several decades, if not like a hundred years. Uh, but, um, but yesterday's uh, proposed rulemaking um, uh, moves forward with that issue. As you had mentioned, um, it has been before the Surface Transportation Board for um, over a decade um, with sort of more significant action happening around 2016. Um, but, uh, but, you know, because of, uh, because um, STB hasn't had um, until now, until the last several years, the, the staffing needed to 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 move forward. Um, partly because the numbers weren't there. Um, there's a full complement of five members uh, versus like two or three that were there before. Um, and also, you have um, S, uh, the chairman Marty Oberman, who's uh, also you know pushing for for more um, uh, re regulatory. Um, Reformer regulatory efforts, um, you you see that movement today, and actually, it's it's not a surprise in the sense that um, Chairman Oberman has hinted, um, you know, numerous times throughout the year that that the proposed, you know, that, that STB will uh, move on reciprocal switching sometime this fall, but you know, it's still you know to to, to actually get it <laughs> after decade after you know several years of waiting for it is still um, you know pretty newsworthy for the rail industry. And Joanna, when we're looking at recycle uh, switching, are there any pros or cons around this, or are there any big reasons why it's taken a little bit more than a decade to get to this point? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so you know, the the one reason why it's taken a while is, of course, the the, the staffing issue. As I mentioned, um, you know, there are times when the Surface Transportation Board only had two members. So, of course, you know, if, if one votes for it, one votes against it, you're kind of out of stalemate. Um, and uh, and uh, and then, of course, you have um, Chairman Oberman, who's kind of um, uh, uh, pushing for the the regulatory actions. Um, so the shippers have been uh, calling for reciprocal switching as a way to um, encourage competition. Um, and uh, we could talk about this a little bit later as well, but um, while you know that that might happen with with this reciprocal switching proposed rule um, this one actually focuses a little bit more on service versus encouraging competition. Um, so, uh, so there is that one element of traditionally like shippers have, have advocated for reciprocal switching to encourage competition, um, for the railroads, you know, there's, there's one, there's the question of, um, cost, but in terms of like, you know, if, if this stuff, 
if this does, you know, if, if shipments do get transferred to one class one railroad to the other, like, you know, who gets responsible, you know, who's responsible for, um, uh, the, the, you know, how does that, how does that um, trickle down into, um, you know, paying for, you know, capital improvements to uh, track infrastructure. Um, there's also the, the logistically too, is, is that was sort of a big question as well. I mean, uh, even though reciprocal switching does happen in isolated regions right now um, throughout the U.S. because of legacy agreements, um, you know, if, if there were a sort of a, a big you know, surge in, in reciprocal switching hypothetically, um, you know, how, how could that, um, you know, logistically, how, how does that happen and how does it affect uh, transit time for, for trains and for shipments? So, Joanna, you mentioned that this has been a thing in Canada now for years on years on years. Is that just due to the fact that there are less Class 1 railroads, there's less rail space up in Canada, so it makes reciprocal switching a little bit easier versus having between the six Class 1s here? Or what's the big difference between what we see down here and what we see in Canada, and why couldn't we just mirror what they do up in Canada to make that work in the U.S.? Yeah, I think... Um to, to answer your your second question, I think uh, you know it, it. There there is that that element of um, the the number of class one railroads. Um, of course, there are six now, but you know back in nineteen eighty, I think there were forty or something, and so they've consolidated over the years. Whereas I think um, uh, Canada just ha has it has has it doesn't have or ha has hasn't had <laughs> as many um, as many uh, class one railroads. So I mean, right now they have two. So uh, Canadian Pacific. Canadian Pacific or Canadian Pacific Kansas City now, um, and CN or Canadian National. Um, but actually, the reason why it's been um, it, it's been in Canada for for uh, decades um, is because the the government actually kind of set it up that way, uh, you know, long ago. Um, I had written an article uh, quite some time ago about sort of looking at Canadian inner switching. So if you if you hunt for it in the, in the Frankways website, it's some, somewhere there. If you if you search for, I think Canada inner switching, um, but yeah, it's essentially that the government was the one who kind of set it all up in the beginning. And Joanna is definitely going to be interesting. Interesting to see this all play out. Is there any timeline on what we can expect on different developments here? Sure. So um, so the STB is. Uh, um, um, accepting proposed, or sorry, it's accepting um, uh, public comments through October 23rd, and then uh, responses um, to those comments uh, sometime, I think, in, by mid-November, mid-November, and then we'll, you know, take it from there and see, uh, you know, how the, um, how, how things go in terms of uh, the timeline for things. It'll be interesting to watch and I guess kind of refreshing to finally see the Service Transportation Board make a move on this. Joanna, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first carrier update of the morning.